going on everybody and welcome to this week's episode of South Burbs Hitmen. I am one of your hosts Joe Mandel and I'm joined as always by my White Sox brother in arms Vinny Parisi's back in the house this week. Vincenzo how you been amigo? Doing very well how about yourself? It's been a long long season. Galaxy a long time ago in a galaxy far far away the White Sox were good but they have a little fight left in them it appears. A little bit decent baseball over the last week and a half. Vinny, is this the most tolerable the White Sox have been to watch all season? Well, until getting swept by the Brew Crew, and remind we've been heavily reminded about them getting swept by the Brew Crew because the Cub fans are really pissed off about it. Um, yeah. That really didn't help them at all, and now we get to play the Cubs again. But, um, yeah, I, I said – pretty much after the nine and 23 start or whatever it was that based on the events of last season and how I foresee this season going, my mood will not be impacted by the white Sox in any way, unless I'm there. Of course, if they're there, you want to see them bring home a win, right? I, I always say season ticket holders kind of the ones who truly keep going. Those are the ones that get the best because they're just always there vibing. It's always fun. But when you're dealing with it on the day to day, uh, this team sucks, and I haven't felt the emotion about them on the result. I, you know, I watch the games, of course. I'm always going to watch the games. Oh, yeah. But um, it's, it's been a while since I got really mad at a loss or really ejuvelated with a win. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But I think we can all agree with one thing, Vinny. It's that we miss Jake. Yeah, we're still the South Beach hitmen, right? We did it was a one week only thing, but deep down in our hearts, the rest of the season, I know we are the South Beach hitmen. Absolutely. I mean, most of my White Sox tweets don't do the numbers they did last year because people are pissed off. 
well, the Jake Berger tweets all still do as well as they did last year. It just tells me I think White Sox Twitter now is just Jake Berger Twitter for the time being. Yeah, I think it is. And uh do you see his impressive walk off the other day? I did. I did yesterday, right? I think it yes. was yesterday. I know the time just basically I, a uh, circle these days, but I actually have it. So hang on, let me pull it up. Yeah, Jake, for those of you who don't know what the H we're talking about, Jake Berger had the walk-off victory, and it was in comeback Marlin, or comeback fashion for the Miami Marlins yesterday. So, you know, that's it's always sweet to see our guy Jake Berger doing big things. And, of course, they did a great job marketing him after the big walk-off win. I mean, look at that big walk-off. And I don't know if you saw on Twitter, Ashlyn had his son Brooks slept right through the, the walk-off. That's hilarious. And I saw the Marlins posted something about it where they acknowledged Ashlyn and Jake's family. Just something you don't really see the White Sox do. Can't recall them doing at any point. So, you know, and I forget what they did. They did something with Burger King Burger following King. the walk-off win. Yeah. So credit to the Marlins. Credit to Jake Berger. I love seeing him have success. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I was trying to find the Jake Berger thing because it was really hilarious i think it was maybe his instagram or something because i'm gonna i'm gonna try to find it in the background but Are you uh talking about the uh the baby thing no there was literally he walked into his locker like today or yesterday and there was a pile of whoppers and like a burger king crown on on uh on his uh on his chair that. i love yeah that. yeah i got it hang on that's outstanding. I mean, you have a last name that's cool like Berger. You're kind of a handsome, lovable guy. Good family. Good at baseball, of course. Clutch. Um, you're going to get good treatment for sure. So, yeah, Marlins and Burger King. Love to see that. Check this out. I mean, this is pretty sweet. He's He's got the pile of burgers. And look at this. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Jake Berger walks up to his Burger King stall. I mean... What a guy the Marlins have. I hope they get in so bad. I'm so hardcore rooting for them. Yeah, me too. I mean, you got to love the Burger King wearing the Burger Crown. Makes me really want a Whopper. I could go for a Whopper. They, they're they getting kind of underrated, Burger King. They're, people started to hate them for a long time, and I think lately within the last year or two, they've started to kind of get their act together. Yeah. Well, you can never go wrong. You can never go wrong with the – the original chicken sandwich either, Ben. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I agree. A little bit. Ch of yeah. Little chicken, 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 Joe, Vinny, Zim, chicken. This is this is what the show is going to be the rest of the year, guys. So you just got to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you want me to talk about? Freaking Dylan Cease playing a sick game yesterday and then the White Sox giving him no offense and Aaron Bummer giving up a bunch of runs late in the game. Is that what you want me to talk about? Or do you want me to talk about fun things? Yes. Fun stuff is always going to win on this show, Vin. Uh, but the schedule doesn't get a whole lot better for the White Sox. Um, I know this is a White Sox show and we're going to briefly talk about the White Sox, but and it's 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 tough sledding uh, the rest of the way. Um, I want to say that it's well, I, even against the Rockies, I'm not comfortable. <laughs> Is that no, weird? no? I, listen, I would love to take. 
I will actually. So if they win tomorrow, I will. I said I haven't been jubilated over a win in a long time. Mm-hmm. I would be extremely thrilled with a win if they win tomorrow. I'll be extremely thrilled with the second win because then they'll get to keep the trophy. And if they could at minimum keep the Crosstown trophy on the right side of town, I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. So I'll be rooting for them hard tomorrow. And then if they win tomorrow on Wednesday, if they lose to the Cubs tomorrow, um, then I really won't give a crap about Wednesday. But I want that trophy to stay on the south side no matter what. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, we're talking about the the Crosstown series continuing tomorrow, Sox-Cubs, this time on the north side in Wrigley at the friendly confines where the better team in town plays. And uh, as Vinny alluded to at the top of the show, Cub fans aren't very happy with us for letting the Brewers just mop the floor with us. Cubs could have gained a little bit of ground, but nonetheless, here we are. But I imagine they'll probably sweep the Sox. I just have a feeling. I don't know. And then we get to go play Zim's favorite team besides the White Sox. And I know he'll say that that's not the case, (laughs) the Colorado Rockies. And I don't even feel good about playing anybody at this point. Yeah, no, nobody's nobody's beneath the White Sox. I will say this. Not a lot of people know this. Um, One of my writers at Southside Showdown did a study. And part of the big reason that the White Sox are having the awful year that they're having is because of the schedule being changed. Um, They are above 500 against the AL Central, who they are playing significantly less. They have the best record in the division against the division. And I was like, wow. So it's because they stink against the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Rays, the Orioles, and the Twins. Maybe the White Sox don't have the best record against the division. They're in the top. They're like near the top. They'd be competitive in this division with they're over 500 and yeah. every single team in the division, including the first place twins is under 500 against the rest of the American league. So with the more broad schedule, everyone plays everyone. The white Sox are having more in favorable matchups. It makes 2021 make a lot more sense because yeah. they did actually dominate the division that year and they played very mediocre baseball against everybody else. Um, but Hey, this new schedule, you know, I still don't think the white Sox would be good. They were 81 and 81 last year, probably about where they'd be this year, maybe a little less if they were playing that schedule again, but man, the fact that they, every team in the division stinks against everybody else. It's a bad sign for the division as a whole. And I think every team deserves it. Yeah, and, and in while you were talking, our co-host Steven Zim Zimmerman popped on. And Zim, we were, before Vinny started talking, we were talking about uh, not feeling confident going against the Cubs and then specifically your Colorado Rockies shortly thereafter. Oh, yeah, it would be very White Sox to lose that series against the Rockies. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, not really looking forward to this week, honestly, because the Sox play, you know, some pretty – beatable teams i don't want to say crummy teams because the cubs are looking a lot better than the Sox, but beatable teams and not expecting them to come away with much out of all of it they they look defeated out on the field like as as a team they don't look like they have any fight they don't look like they have energy you know ricky's boys have quit guys Hmm. well it's funny because i was like well the week before 
before they well the, before they played the brew crew i was like oh man maybe they got a little fight in them and uh yeah no there's no fight left yeah this team is just so 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 bad and i really don't know how to fix it like there's so many things that have just kind of led to them being this bad and they are where they are it's crazy you, you've got to make a major shakeup in the lineup over the off season like that's the only way i feel like you can really reinvigorate this team but the problem with doing that is in order to do that you're probably gonna to have to move dylan cease and then what does that leave your your pitching rotation looking like you know and you just you can't count on Garrett Crochet yet. You mm-hmm. would have to go out and sign somebody. And sure, maybe you can get like an Aaron Nola or somebody like that at the top of the rotation. But you're going to have to pay for him. And we all know Jerry doesn't want to do that. And on top of that, you know, you got to convince the guy to come here on top of that. And even more so, who's to say that Nola's even got anything left in the tank next year? You know, we could have a Lance Lynn situation on our hands. And I know that's really a stretch. It's kind of a slippery slope or a straw man or whatever kind of fallacy you want to build up about it. But it's something you always have to be cognizant of in sports. Guys could fall off at a moment's notice. Um, Hey, Lance hasn't been that bad in Detroit. I mean, in in LA, I can't even. Yeah. You know why? Cause he's throwing fastballs again. I mentioned this last week, like, they looked at what worked when he was with the Sox and what didn't. And they said, yeah, we're just going to go back to what worked and, and, and see if maybe that was the problem. And you know what, that, that was the problem. Like, I think right there, you have a case study with Lance Lynn of why Ethan Katz should be fired. Which is yeah. a long way from where we were with Ethan Katz. I'd say three years ago. Honestly, I've always been skeptical about him. I, I, I definitely threw my support to him. Uh, for for what it seemed like he was doing with a lot of these young guys, uh, but over the years, like my skepticism has grown and grown and grown to the point where it's like I, I don't know. There's there's so much indifference in the fan community around this team that it's like, what do you even do? Who cares? I'm a Miami fan at this point. I'm loving everything they're doing with Jake Berger. I saw you guys watching some of that at the beginning of the show. I'm like, that's just awesome. That is awesome. Yes, we miss I, Jake. We miss I Jake wonder, so much. I do often wonder if, um, and this is a recent thing for me, um, if Ethan Katz gets too much credit for Giolito, Flaherty, and Freed all being elite MLB pitchers because he was their high school coach, um, their high school pitching coach, and they all ended up becoming like top of the rotation guys in the MLB. And was like Flaherty elite though? He was. He was, yeah. He was. He, he had a couple seasons there. Yeah, he was. I would. I would have called him St. Louis's ace last year and the year okay. before. Okay. So did Giolito. Giolito yeah. had three good seasons there. You know. Yeah, and then same thing with Freed in Atlanta. And I'm like, okay, are these just three supremely talented kids that would have dominated high school baseball no matter what? Because it's high school baseball and they're major league caliber. The, yeah, probably. That's it. So. You know, I, I saw something uh, to that effect earlier this week with. Uh, Michael Lorenzen throwing his no hitter, right? He comes from a high school that has only produced four major league players. Every one of those major league players has now thrown a no hitter in the MLB. Well, wow. you don't see people running out to go try and bring their coaches into the MLB because they're like, yeah, these guys just happen to all come to the same school, come from the same school. 
That's pretty cool, though. (laughs) It's a really cool stat. Like, imagine, imagine being the next guy out of that school. Like, you're either the guy who continues that cycle or breaks it. Like Lorenzen was up until the other day, and now we know exactly who he is. He's the guy who continues it. But it's still just wild. Like, no pressure, man. But don't ever go home again if you don't throw a no hitter. (laughs) Did either of your guys' high school produce an athlete in the MLB, NHL, NBA, or? Um, NFL. Uh, I played against Rashad Mendenhall in high school. Oh, did you? I cool. um, yeah. we didn't have anyone produced. We did have a couple of D one football players. Um, one one of my one of my classmates was a guard for Wyoming for a few seasons. Another one was a linebacker at Stanford during the Andrew Luck years. Cool. Um. Neither one of them went pro, though. And uh, I did play against two uh, NFL players that, that you're probably pretty familiar with. Uh, the first one being Philip Lindsay. Wow. Cool. The second one being, uh, he's kind of popular. You might have heard of him, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> That's pretty dope, actually. Yeah. That is cool. I never even he, thought about playing against. Who also went to Stanford. But no, uh, we had a couple guys who had a shot. Um, uh, one guy who had a really good shot wound up, uh, I, I, I don't know for certain, but the rumor was he got caught with steroids. Oh. And another guy who had a really good shot uh, played linebacker at Stanford instead. So, Wow. That's pretty cool. Nice. I don't know if I played against anybody, so... There was this kid, James Butler. He ended up making – he went went undrafted, but he played on the Raiders practice squad for a couple years, and now he's the starting running back. I think it's the Edmonton Eskimos in the CFL, um, the Canadian Football League, which is probably the second best yeah. pro league in the world. Um, and then there, I went to high school with Vinny Henestrosa, who was drafted by the Blackhawks in like the sixth round, I want to say he was drafted. Yeah, and he's, he's played bou- a few games. Yeah, he's bounced around a little bit in the NHL. He's played with Arizona and Florida and a couple other teams. He's with the Pittsburgh Penguins as of right now. So yeah. he gets to go to training camp with the Penguins this year. We'll see if he makes the team. I think he probably will. But, yeah, pretty cool stories. Oh, you know, another local kid. I didn't play against him. He was a little younger than me. Um Bears legend Tanner Gentry hmm. went to high school uh, with a with a few friends of mine. Cool. Yeah, I got I got a lot of those though. I you know Denver's a tight knit kind of community more or less. Where I call Denver a, a big little town, ta- a big small town. You know, it's for sure. sure there's three million people here, but it feels like we're all connected in one in one way or another. Six degrees of separation all over the metro area. So that's cool. It's like somebody goes pro and everybody's rooting for him. That's awesome. I love that. There's a, um, there's a kid on the Celtics uh, who went to high school out here. Um, I can't remember who, but yeah, that's the most recent story. Like I said, they're, they always come and go. It It's getting more and more of a large area. So, you know, the ratio is increasing. It is. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of cool this time. Have a little couple of those stories growing up, and well, it's oh, a lot more dude. interesting than the White Sox right now. So, sure is. Well, that's what Vinny and I were just saying. We're like, yeah, our White Sox talk with the show's probably done. We'll talk about other stuff today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
I want to talk about the socks, but it's like they're just not giving us anything to talk about, man. Is it's it Derek so... White? Is it Derek White, Sim? Uh possibly. Born in '94, went to Colorado College. Uh, I don't know if that's the guy. I think the guy I'm thinking of went to UCCS, Colorado Springs. Okay. Um, that's funny. I just was clicking through every starter. Now I'm in the bench players looking for somebody who is from that area. That's totally exactly what White Sox people want to be hearing about. On. I know. I think it is Derek White now that I'm looking at it. But regardless, like. That's cool. <laughs> I like hearing these stories. There's all kinds of them, man. And, you know, I beat uh, David Robertson. Was that the old Cubs third baseman? David Robertson. Wasn't he the closer? Yeah, that's the closer. Um, They had a third baseman. Huh. Cubs third baseman. Chuck E. Cheese? I beat him in a tournament when we were kids. So, like, I don't even consider that one because, like – any one of us could have wound up being him. He was just the one who, you know. Was it David Bodie? Yes. I remember yeah. David Bodie. Big him in a tournament, in a baseball tournament as kids. That's cool. Um, but again, we were like 11. It could have been any one of us. Yeah. That's cool. I beat Shohei Otani when I was a kid. <laughs> and then you turned off your Xbox. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Vinny beat me to the punchline. It's all right. <laughs> Although, I mean, I guess technically Otani wasn't in the show when I was a kid, but that's true. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna break down my own joke, but I felt like I probably should. I, Joe, uh, I don't even know that there was much more than Atari when you were a kid. So, damn, those are fighting words, dude. <laughs> wow, how old do you think I am, dude? I don't Jeez. know, sixty. <laughs> yeah, I'm 60. I look damn good for 60. I tell you what. You do, you man. It's damn. a compliment. <laughs> 60 minus 25. God, no, that math's off too. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's not. I don't know. I'm I'm, too, I'm all scatterbrained right now. If you're 35, then your math is right. All right, good. I'm I'm almost right. I'm I will be. I there will be in a in yes. five months. Contrary to popular belief, Joe was born more recently than the Bears' last Super Bowl victory. So this is also true. I can't dispute that. That's a I, great segue, Zim, because I was about to go there. But go ahead, go ahead, Ben. <laughs> I was going to say that's a good way to determine whether or not you're young. Is the Bears' Super Bowl older than you? Yes. The then you're young. Yes. Now, eventually, if they don't win one within the next couple of years here, that we'll start creeping into that being like 50, 60 years ago. Right. But, you know, who cares? It's like how, you know, early 2000s, the, the line was like, were you alive when Star Wars was put in a movie theater? Yeah. And now it's like, no, you're just old if that happened. Now. Yeah. Like yeah. There's certain mile markers in time. For the special edition releases, I was, I was alive for those. I was alive for uh, episodes one, two, and three. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but no, the special edition, I want to say that was like 97, maybe 98. They re-released the original films. They added, you know, new SFX. Yeah, Han didn't shoot first anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, uh, Jabba the Hutt was uh, 
actual like creature, not a human being. Yeah. Not a lot of people even know that, Joe. I don't think the job of the hut was a human being actor in episode four. You could you watch it on YouTube, but if you watch it now, it's the actual whatever you would call it, CGI fake version of Job of the Hut, the slug looking thing. Yeah, I'm just trying to find a picture. It's crazy how technology has come along. I did I was too young to see episode one in theaters. So when episode two came out, Attack of the Clones, um, my aunt, yeah, that chubby guy. Um, my aunt and uncle made me watch episode one at home. And then the next night we went to the feeders to see episode two. So that's my Star Wars as a kid experience. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> it's the worst of them all. That's true. I was a huge Star Wars fan as a kid. I remember I went with my aunt and uncle. My uncle never goes to the movies. And I'm like, oh, let's go see Star Wars. And I'm like, oh, awesome. It was episode two, Attack of the Clones. Even I fell asleep. That's funny. <laughs> But at the end of the day, though, going looking back at it, and we're going to nerd out because why the hell not? Um, it's It's got the most political intrigue. It's got the most story building. It's got the most like world building. Um, and I really, I can appreciate it more now. Not Still not a great movie, but I can appreciate it more because of everything that it built. The Clone Wars TV show makes it better, too. That Agreed. was very entertaining, yeah. As somebody who's like not really that much of a Star Wars fan, Clone Wars TV show was very good. Yeah, and it makes when you watch the episode two now, the movie, it's just like better because of what you know from the TV show. Watching yeah, it is more interesting. And we'll get some more building on that here in a couple of weeks when Ahsoka premieres on Disney Plus, who's not a sponsor, by the way. Yeah. We're just over be. we're just over a week. Yeah, it's what the twenty third days away. I was going to say, it's coming up real soon. You guys uh, you guys want to talk about the elephant in the room with baseball right now, or should we just not uh, talk baseball today? Does it have to do with the Tampa Bay Rays? Is the number yes. 14 involved? You could touch on it. I think it's important to mention it. I just uh, am kind of in shock. Uh, it has – so for anybody who's not aware, uh, Rays – Allegedly. Ray's potential superstar, Wander Franco, has been accused of an inappropriate relationship with a minor. And there's not really um, serious uh, evidence of any kind so far. That's not to say that there won't be. That's not to say that there is any. That's just to say, well. Allegedly. Again, he has not been uh he has not been convicted of anything. This is the US, no. you know, yes. innocent until I proven understand guilty. that. Um and MLB have, is con- is currently conducting an investigation. I do have a feeling that the man will not be considered innocent or guilty. He will simply be deported. Uh and that will be that. That is just my opinion on the matter. I think that it is wild how much it has changed the face of sports card collecting overnight. Um, I know that it's kind of funny that like I've been alluding to my sports card collection and stuff over the last however many months and this story breaks and it's literally 
changed the entire hobby in a way that like it's not able to go unnoticed at this point where people who don't care about sports cards are like whoa this dude's value has plummeted overnight and it i mean it's like bitcoin man wander franco is the bitcoin of the mlb he was just he was through the roof and then this happened and he's crashing down well again there's a lot of process to play out major league baseball is doing an investigation they will get to the bottom of it he was a healthy scratch on sunday or, or on saturday and then he and was that supposedly had nothing to do correct with the allegation did not travel with the team for their next series as the investigation continues it's a very tough thing to talk about because again you don't know um i was asked very nicely by fan sided not to tweet about it so i was like okay they are taking this thing seriously because i'm sure they're not the only major media company with this thought because it's one of those things like yeah. if, if it's right if the allegations are true it's very serious and very horrible allegations and if it's not true you're talking can, libel it can negatively impact somebody's life forever with false information so yeah right. it's a slippery slope and of course that's why we continue to use the words allegedly and we continue to say it's under investigation no one is guilty no one is innocent it's just working its way out right now so with that said it's a tricky thing it didn't help that sunday or saturday at tropicana it was wander franco hat night for all kids 14 and under you can't make this stuff up the only hat giveaway by the way all year long with that designation that's um someone in marketing is not very happy with their decision right now from a couple yeah i'm sure that was the beginning of the season thing but man that's that's rough right now yeah, that's a bad look. It's one of those but, things you can't really predict, especially a lot of these nights and celebrations were planned in December. Right. Right. So right. just makes you curious, like why is that why fourteen? Like thirteen and under? That's usually something you hear. <laughs> anyway. That's a weird that's, cutoff. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see what happens there, but definitely Uh, A big story in baseball, especially given the fact that the Rays are obviously most assumingly they will be a playoff team regardless, but um, I guess you never know what could happen. Um, So we'll we'll keep our ear close to the ground on that one, but uh, unfortunate story, no matter how you look at it. Yeah. Be interesting to see how it plays out. And uh, yeah, just, just curious to see what happens with it. Yeah, and um, you know it's been a wild week in football as well. And I guess I guess maybe we can just transfer over sports. Yeah, we could please talk. A- <laughs> What's funny? Get- Before that story that I think you're headed towards broke, Joe. I'm not sure which one. There was there was uh, some interesting things going around Twitter. You know, like hey, I'm signing off for the night. Like. Nothing could possibly make this weekend any more insane, you know, for off the field sports news, right? 
and like just all kinds of commotion like that coming up. And then this story breaks. I hope I sure hope you're gonna say what I think. I I really don't know which story that you're talking. You can go ahead and say it then. Uh, Michael Orr. Oh yes. Okay, the, that's not where I was going, but that's okay. Actually, Michael Orr, the star of The Blind Side, or the the, focus the man of... whose life is based on no, the man who's the prep the, the, story the inspiration. Like, there you object. go. <laughs> my goodness, I'm tripping over my words tonight, guys. Anyway, Michael Orr, the inspiration for the movie The Blind Side, is suing the people who uh, took him in as a child, claiming that they uh, literally just did it so that they could basically make The Blind Side. Uh, which I got to say, if they did that, it is a, a hell of a 10 year plan that they executed. Um, but regardless, it is wild. So, I mean, wild. there is I, I did not expect this weekend to be anything more than like preseason kickoff for football. And then for these two, just like atom bombs of stories to come dropping in, you're like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, just, and to put it to further clarity, uh, context as well, they made a movie on this, which Sandra Bullock won an Oscar for, by the way. And and Michael Orr also just happened to release a book as well. Um, I know there's been some social media posts flying around of the other family members being interviewed saying that they think it's, you know, it's kind of the timing is is interesting given the fact that his book just came out. So take that what you will. But if this is true, what a, what a bombshell. And then what a lie over what he retired in maybe 2016, 2017, probably. So, I mean, he, he played for, I want to say eight ish seasons. If I'm correct, I can double check that. I was looking earlier, but he, you know, he he played for. I believe he won a Super Bowl, didn't he, with the Ravens? Like, I think sure. so. I believe he was on that Joe Flacco team, twenty twelve. Yeah, so Super Bowl winner says he didn't make a dime off the movie, and apparently they made some. Obviously, with the family, the two he's made a lot of money off that too. So, wow, just just Vin. It's one of those things that like you hear the story, and my wife and I would always talk about that movie because like. That was kind of before I came around. That's how she knew football, you know, through that movie. And now it's like looking back at it, you're like, the whole thing is a sham. What? And it also makes you like question the whole thing. Like, how did he get this far? And why is it coming out now? Because he's been out of the league. I mean, you, he could have talked, brought this up when he retired. He could have brought this up while he was still playing. It gives me Manti Teo vibes, honestly. It gives me the same vibes as like the whole like, how did this not come out sooner? How did nobody know about this? There's definitely more to this story than like we realize and like the layers upon layers upon layers that, you know, maybe we'll get an untold uh, story or an untold episode about it five years down the line that breaks it all down and tells us what really happened. Yeah, the whole thing is very interesting. When I was reading all that today, I was like, huh, this is going to cause a stir. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And I think regardless of how it all plays out, I definitely think Michael Orr uh, is going to sell a lot of books and get himself back in the news. But, you know, I don't think 
and to clarify my comments there, I, I don't think that someone just randomly says this. I, I'm not picking sides here, but like for those saying that, oh, he's doing this because he's dropping his book. It's like, come on, you, you, this is coming out because of a book. I mean, that seems like a bit of a stretch. But again, I'm not going to go one way or the other given the situation. But uh, obviously, a lot of people are really shocked by this, and I think all three of us fall in that fall in that uh, category. Yeah, absolutely. But originally where I was going to go, I wasn't going to there, Zim, but I'm glad we did that first and got that out of the way. <laughs> uh, some, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I just, I just, uh, took, that makes, that made more sense. Dark. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that was, that was a lot better than what I was going to do, but now we'll do what I was going to do. And I was going to say there was two big free agent signings today in, in the NFL. Ah, uh, yes. the, the most prominent of them being Dalvin Cook signing with the New York Jets, which is not really a surprise for anyone but what i was surprised by is it's a one-year deal with incentives up to 8.6 million dollars i believe is the figure um in in a league where no one's talking saying that the running backs aren't getting paid uh the jets seem to be entering a win now kind of deal with delvin don't know what the incentives are obviously that's part of the contract but uh were you guys surprised at all by the delvin cook signing because there were some rumblings after his visit that that it was a strange, awkward visit. Vin, I don't know if you saw any of those reports online saying that the Jets thought it was strange and some people thought it was the weird visit and Dalvin seemed out of it. I don't know how true those reports were. I don't know if you heard them, but were you surprised by the signing? Yeah, I heard that it wasn't like a typical visit that a player has with a team late in the offseason, but I'm – I didn't expect it to be the Jets by any means. They wouldn't have been a top five team I named if you asked me who I think Dalvin Cook was going to sign with a week ago. But once I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, they're absolutely the type of team that would give an older running back a one-year – an older elite running back a one-year deal that they think can help them. I think the Jets are probably going to suck, even though I think they're going to suck because Aaron Rodgers is kind of being overhyped. They have a great defense. And I like Dalvin Cook, and they have some playmakers, but it's either going to be – I honestly think it's either going to be like when Stafford went to the Rams. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but like great team that will be in the playoffs, or it will be like Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. And it will be like, you know, just a disaster and nothing gels yeah. with the new veteran quarterback in place. Uh, Dalvin Cook makes them a better team. They're not a worse team because of it. So I definitely yeah. think – things are different there, but it's a bad, it's a good division. I mean, it's a bad division to be in Um, the Patriots who you're going to get to in just a second here. They're probably the worst team in the division on paper. And I would put the dolphins and the bills above the jets. So yeah, if they're, you know, nine and whatever that is in today's NFL nine and eight or 10 and seven, and they sneak in a wild card spot, I won't be too surprised, but that could also still be third place if things go well in Miami. And then as long as like nobody really gets hurt in Buffalo, I think Buffalo is the best team on paper in the division. So it'll be interesting to see, but didn't expect it, but also not surprised. Yeah. I, I'm going to go ahead and say it out loud, Finn, because I believe it in my, in my soul of souls that the New York jets, might be the best team in the AFC. Wow. 
Joe, you want to pass that over here? Get a moment of silence. Gotta be good. Let's get a moment of silence for Joe's DMs. Listen, you guys, you guys don't have to. You no, don't have to say. I want to hear your logic. I'm, I would I'm love go, to hear I'm, your logic. I'm going there. It's horrendously flawed, whatever it is, but. <laughs> That's fine. You guys don't have to like what I say. Look, I just, I just want to preface whatever Joe's about to say by throwing out there that he runs a fantasy football podcast, but regularly finishes like fifth in our league. So. Oh, wow. That's nice. <laughs> regularly in air quotes. Joe, I'll be opposite of Zim. I'll give you the opportunity. I'll go into this conversation with an open mind. Change my mind. All right. What 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 did the New York Jets do last year? Seven wins. Yeah, they were very mediocre in the second half. And what they were, were they? They were above average in the first half. With without a quarter, you could argue without a quarterback and with injuries and pieces plugged in with an amazing defense. They had so many close games, they could have easily won nine games last year. Maybe ten if, if the things fell the right way. I believe they had multiple single digit losses. I'd have to double check that, but I Yeah, I was I just was... putting that together. So give me a second. One, two, three, four, five. I, I was gonna say it was at least six, four. Seven, eight, nine. 10 of their 17 games were decided by one score or less. Okay. There you go. Seven of the total so, games. And I believe six of those were losses. Yeah, there you go. So this off season, you get Aaron Rodgers. you get him some weapons. Now everyone's like, Oh, Randall Cobb, whatever. I'm not talking about I'm, Randall Cobb. Sure. He's, he's going to be like a, a guy. People pick off a, a fantasy for a week or two, but I'm talking about you, yeah, Garrett Wilson, that you're, Brees Hall, which everyone's like, oh, Brees Hall's value takes an absolute hit here. This is a this is insurance to, for, for him getting over the injury. Also, people seem to forget what's Delvin Cook really good at? He catches passes, right? He's he's basically another receiver. Whether they want to use both of them in the backfield or what, and, and you can ease Brees Hall back into it. You have all these other weapons. This defense. He's got another year. They have some veterans. They're gritty. They get it done. And let's be honest. Have have you guys watched Hard Knocks? I'm going to assume not yet. Not yet. You get this energy. It's a different energy. I can't explain it to you without you watching it and seeing the vibes. And in, in, I, I almost said Clubhouse. <laughs> in the locker in the locker room i forget what show i'm on i just see them being that good with that defense and aaron Rodgers being rejuvenated in a new place in the big city what did aaron Rodgers do as soon as he got traded he went to every sports event he went to the knicks games he went to a i believe went to a rangers game i believe he went to a devil's game maybe i could be he making went that to up. A, he went to a rangers game where the devil smoked the rangers not to brag okay well, there you go. Vinny, of course, knew that. Uh, <laughs> and he supported local teams in New York. He made the people love him. This guy wants to be there. He said he's he took a pay cut to be there. He's getting it done. He wants to play. He's getting the pieces around him. Listen, 
I, I'm not a Jets fan. I'm not going to tell people I'm a Jets fan. I'm not an, I've never been like a massive Aaron Rodgers fan, but I just see the pieces falling in place. They're going all in on Dalvin Cook. They have weapons in New York. I'm just going to say it. I, I think they have potential to be the best team in the AFC. Don't know if I sold either of you guys, but I, I feel pretty good, and I think their roster is, is much better than advertised. And this is a White Sox show. There's only one ball. The Rams there faced is. this problem for four years before they found the right guy to distribute that ball. Right? They got good old mm-hmm. Pat Stadford, who did what he does best, where he came in in the garbage time and the twilight of his career and put up a Super Bowl that doesn't freaking matter because Jared Goff could have won with that team. All right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I think Matt Stafford might be the most overrated player of all time. Um, I know this is not a Matt Stafford conversation, but in the context of this, Aaron Rodgers is another highly overrated player. In 2018, do you was know who his, Do you know who his second leading receiver was in 2018? It was the sideline. Okay, that moved on to be his third receiver in 2019 and his fourth receiver in 2020 and 21. I don't know about last season, but he throws the ball out of bounds more than he throws it to guys he doesn't trust. This is a team full of young players. The only one of whom he trusts is the old man in Randall Cobb. Now there's another Garrett guy. Wilson. Garrett Wilson is a very good player. Garrett Wilson another is another guy too. And who? Alan Lazard? Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard is Alan Lazard is a guy I would expect to see in a Bears uniform at some point or another. That's what I think of him as a receiver. You know, the Bears with their with their storied history of wide receivers. Uh, he, he strikes me as like a Houston Texan at some point in his career. Like, that's just the kind of guy he is. He's got Garrett Wilson. And if Garrett Wilson isn't consistently open or isn't, consistently making plays for Rodgers, Rodgers is going to start looking in other directions. It's that plain and simple. Garrett Wilson could do it, but that's a lot of pressure for a second-year player who just won Offensive Rookie of the Year. He has all of the expectations in the world, and if he doesn't live up to them, all eyes are going to be on him. He's got some other guys to take the heat off, though, too. We talked about the other receivers. They have two really good tight ends that I think people are also forgetting about. Mm-hmm. And you got Tyler Conklin and CJ Azoma on the same team, which I think together uh, could be really nice. Azoma more of a blocker, but he does he has had some really good tight end t- tight end touchdowns over time. Again, I'm not not a Jets fan. I'm just seeing no, I it get all it. kind of fall in place. I also kind of kind of wonder if the Jets defense was for real. They have very a very we'll good find secondary. Find out real quick. They have a very good secondary. They added Adrian Amos, who is a seasoned vet, uh, to help pad that. Sauce Former Gardner backer. might be the best defensive player in the league in another couple of years. Um, but overall, I mean, I just I just wonder about their defense. I don't know if they can hold up again. Um. Overall, I've never been an Aaron Rodgers fan, so I will find every chance to discount him all the way around. You know, he's he's a Jay Cutler knee injury away from never winning a Super Bowl. 
the guy has the same amount of Super Bowl appearances as Rex Grossman. The guy is honestly just kind of a loser when it comes down to it. Like he never comes through in the clutch. And when he does, there's usually some kind of yellow flag somewhere on the field helping him out with it. It's a hot take, man. You could tell you could tell Zim deep down in his soul has just utter disdain for Aaron Rodgers. I, hey, I'll tell you one thing. I'll give you my NFL hot take for this season. Right? You ready? You ready? David Bakhtiari will be called for more holding penalties this season than he's been called for in the rest of his career. Now that Aaron Rodgers isn't back there, he's not going to get away with shit anymore. But anyway, I like the that. king of the bear hug block. Finn, what's your response to, to all back this? it up? To back it up with some actual numbers, real quick. Some actual hard evidence. In addition to my Aaron Rodgers likes to throw the ball out of bounds take. No team on hard knocks has made the playoffs since 2010, which was the Jets. Only two, three of those teams have been above 500 in that time period. Um, hard knocks is selected for a reason, and it's not because they're good teams. It's because they can go in there without getting in the way. I think you have to not been on last year and miss the playoffs two years in a row. And not have a rookie quarterback. And not have a rookie quarterback. Okay. Yeah. You're not allowed to be on hard knocks if you have a rookie quarterback, which I honestly think is a great rule. I really do. Yeah, I do too. Um, it's why it would have been great to see the Falcons on it this year. I was I was kind of hoping for them, honestly. But. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Joe, as far as your argument, Week one, Jets-Bills at MetLife. If the Jets win that game and send a message to the league in week one, I'll turn my eyeballs. Have the the Bills done anything to get better? No, I think the Bills got worse. I think the Dolphins... I I agree. I think the Dolphins have a chance to win the division too. The Bills... The Bills might be a third-place team in that division. Like very well. Any one of those teams could be a third place team is the yeah. fun part. Yeah. Honestly, like the AFC East is going to be fun this year because, like, don't forget, Bill Belichick is still in that division. I was going to say, and what if Mac Jones is? <laughs> what if Mac Jones pulls a Daniel Jones, and he's like just good enough this year to like get them into the playoffs? What if Bailey Zappi just comes? I was going to say, just like, this Zappi. is my team now. Yeah, that too, and they're still in like, New England. That's yeah. just and, it. Like it could happen. I, okay, and as far as that whole division goes. Josh Allen is a top five quarterback in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is not. Uh, debatable. It's not debatable. It's not debatable. Your top five quarterbacks in the NFL in no particular order are Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Josh Allen. Justin Maybe. Herbert. Maybe. Uh, who am I forgetting in the Eastern area? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah, Burrow. That's the guy I'm forgetting from out East. Um. I could think of a couple I'd rather have over Aaron that you didn't name. Yeah, I would, I, mean, I, would, that's just... I would rather have Trevor Lawrence and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. That's who I was Lamar, thinking. Lamar doesn't he's... make my list, Finn. But I don't think Lamar makes cool. the list only because he's too injury prone. That I get down with that. When he's, always when he's healthy, when he's healthy, Lamar Jackson is a top eight quarterback all day long. Rodgers yeah. is definitely between five and eight. No. Yes. No. 
Aaron Rodgers is worse than Kirk Cousins at the end of the day. You know why? Because he wins just mm. as often as Kirk Cousins at the end of the day. That's 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 sacrilege. I, I love I Kirk would, Cousins as much as the next guy, especially after watching quarterback. But I can't stand go. by that. So even CBS agrees with me. Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Forgot Jalen Hurts. Right? Like yeah, that's well, her- not, that's like pretty objective, I think. Right? Like I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying, regardless of how you look at it, it's the best quarterback the New York yes. Jets have ever had. It, it, well, Joe Namath was pretty good. Um, that's that's. See, I, I it's funny. Zim keeps saying things where I'm like, hell yeah, I love hot takes. <laughs> I agree with hot takes, Zim. And then he says a couple things where I'm like, okay, hot takes, Zim. Zimmer down a little bit. Zimmer down a little bit. Yeah, Zimmerdana. <laughs> Instead of okay, but, down. <laughs> but in all reality, in all reality, right? They have the second best quarterback in the division, right? They have probably the th- probably second best wide receiver in the division, right? Maybe even third. Maybe even third. I we would probably actually how, say third best. We don't even know how long Stephon Diggs is staying in that division, by the way. Oh, you're right. Stephon Diggs is in that division. Fourth best <laughs> wide receiver in the division. You weren't counting Diggs? Diggs is the best, the best wide receiver in that division. Who are you counting No, Tyreek Hill is the best offensive position player in football. End of discussion. Mm. Tyreek Hill mm. is the best offensive player in football. Nobody else in NFL history Maybe. can do what he does. I would take Hill over Diggs, but I would take Diggs over Waddle. I tell you what, if you if you put me in a room, right, and you said I'm not allowed to leave until I select either Tyreek Hill or Devin Hester as the fastest, most playmaking player in NFL history, I'm walking out of there with Tyreek Hill. Like... I'm sorry. I love Devin Hester. I think Tyreek Hill is is unnaturally godly the way he plays the game. I think so that was with us watching Tyreek Hill is what we could have been watching in the 60s with Gale Sayers, right? That is how special I think Tyreek Hill is. I think is a wow. he is literally a generational. He's player. very good. I'm not going to take anything away from Hill. He made two, he made Tua Boa an MVP considerate for a legitimate half of the season. Was it Waddle, Diggs, Tyreek, and who else? It's Waddle, Diggs, Tyreek, and then I put Garrett Wilson at four. Garrett Wilson at four, okay. Yes. Okay, so you've got all that out there, right? I would say they maybe have the best running back. Maybe. You could make an argument for Ramondre Stevenson. You could make an argument for... Maybe. Right. Not With anymore. Zeke Elliott going there. Right, right. You could that's why I say you can make an argument there. You can make an argument for, for James Cook if he ends up having a good half or or rest of the season. He ended last year really, really well. Both right? brothers in the same division, though. No? Yeah, James Dalvin Cook and Dalvin James Cook facing off week one. That's cool. I thought they were going to go. I thought they were going to go to the same team. I really thought Cook was going to go to the Bills, but it would have been really cool to see them on the same team, honestly. But then when we go defensively, right? Like they've definitely got the best corner, but like Miami easily has the second best, and like I, I, we keep saying Miami. We keep talking about Miami in the conversation with the Jets. Like everybody thinks that the Jets are just going to win, and it's like no, they're probably in the hardest division in football. We'll see, man. Well, look at that. We did 30 minutes on the AFC East. I love it. What division are we doing next week? 
I don't know. We'll oh, figure next it out. week, man, we're doing NFC East now. Let's go. That's <laughs> uh, just the Eagles. I know it's just the Eagles. Hey, Sam Howell, man, he's gonna make that jump. I could see, <laughs> I could see the Giants and Cowboys taking a step back, and the Commanders being the second place team. That's not my hot take because I don't know if I'm locking it in yet. I haven't seen enough yeah. yet. But if they came in second place, August fourteenth, Vinny wouldn't be that surprised. Yeah. No, I think my hot take for like the entire NFL season is the Jets missed the playoffs. That's a hot take. I really think that Miami and Buffalo could beat them out. I honestly, I think the Jets could legitimately finish fourth in their division. I got, I the, Jets, I got the Jets win 12 games. Right. I mean, but that's that's what's fun about that AFC East is like anything could happen with it. Like Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. If two is healthy, that chemistry on that Miami team is just unreal. Buffalo still has Josh Allen. And he's a gunslinger all day long. He's the next Brett Favre where, where some people like me are going to be like, well, if you throw enough passes, you're bound to set some records. And yeah. other people are like, no, he's top five all time. You know, there's one, there's one, there's one thing you're not mentioning about Josh Allen. Throws a lot so of interceptions. He's on the cover of Madden this year. So what? That's bad. Don't touch is him. It? Is Don't it? Don't touch him in fantasy. Is it? Let's see. The Madden curse has turned into players sucking more than it has them getting hurt. Yeah. Uh, Outside of Mahomes and Brady, but let's see. Barry Sanders. He left after that season, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie George. Uh, we all know how that went. Dante Culpepper. Yeah. Marshall Falk. I think Culpepper got hurt, though. He did. Yeah, he did. He's where the curse started, right? I think so. Or, yeah, because then Mike Michael Vick didn't the dog thing happen like a year later? Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, but let's let's look at it more in recent history, right? Yeah, start with like Richard Sherman in 2013 or something. Okay, okay. We'll we'll start with there. Richard Sherman was 2015. 15. Right. right. His interception totals dropped. His Seahawks failed to reach the Seahawks or reach the Super Bowl, but Sherman was still an all pro that season. Right? Next season, Odell Beckham Jr. A lot of people want to say cursed, right? He had 1,400 yards that season. He was unstoppable that season. It was the next year that all of his troubles happened. Gronk. Gronk was a bad one, but that was old Gronk. That was that was when Gronk was breaking down every third week. It felt like even before he, I was surprised he was even on the cover because he was injured the season before that. Before he retired. For the All right, then we got 2018. We got Tom Brady. Anybody remember what happened with Tom Brady in 2018? Yeah, he, he won, won the Super Bowl. He won one of his billion Super Bowls. No, he actually lost to Nick Foles, but he made it to the Super Bowl. It was his best Super Bowl, though. It was. It was a over great fi- Super over Bowl. 500 yards. I'm pretty sure that set a record. Right then, we got Antonio Brown. Huh. Brown, yeah, he went crazy right after that. Well, he went crazy, but he scored 15 touchdowns that season too. So there was a hot minute where Antonio Brown was the single best receiver in the NFL. At least, no, Tyreek Hill was still in the league. <laughs> was he though? He was. Oh well, I would have taken 2018 Brown. I think. I don't know, man. I, I've just, I've always loved Tyree kills. Tyree kills a beast. Us, no us little problem. guys got to stick together. You know? Understood. Uh, 2020 Pat Mahomes. 
kind of went pretty well for him. Yeah, so 2021, yeah. Lamar Jackson kind of went pretty well for him. 1,000 yards rushing, almost 4,000 passing. 2022, Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes. Oh, yeah. They met in the AFC title game that year. <laughs> and then the Super and Bowl. 2023 was John year. Madden. Yeah. How'd that work out for John? Dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it happened well, room, man. That happened I know. Before I that. know. <laughs> you want to know a funny story about that? No, you How don't want to okay, cool. No, yeah. I thought you were just going to get right into it. No. Now my wife's not going to like I'm telling the story, but it's funny nonetheless. <laughs> About two days before John Madden died, you know, we're, we're, we're watching, you know, I don't know. I, I want to say it was during football season. Maybe I'm right. I don't know. Yeah, because I remember the Raiders honored him the following All right, week. cool, cool. So it was during football season, and you know, somebody with John Madden was on the screen. They were talking about, I don't know, Madden football, or I don't know what it was. Something about John Madden was on the screen. And my wife's like, oh, is John Madden still alive? I'm like, oh, yeah, he's still alive, whatever. And then he, two days later, he died. And she's like, I killed him. She, <laughs> she goes, she goes, I killed John Madden. I'm like, That's yeah, you funny. did. I mean, I believe in stuff like that, Joe. The day the DeMar Hamlin thing happened, um, me and my cousin and girlfriend were sitting watching football during the day games, talking because somebody got hurt in the game one of the noon games or something. And we were talking about how one day somebody is going to die playing football. And then that night, the DeMar Hamlin thing happened. And I was like, did I just kill an NFL player? And then he, he was obviously okay. And I, I escaped that one, but I will probably never discuss anything like that on a game day ever, ever, ever again. Mm -mm. Nope. I wouldn't don't need to think about that. Yeah, wild, wild stuff. But uh, sorry, I'm anyway. just looking up something that I happened to come across. Back to baseball for a moment. Wow, we're all over the wow, wow, that's ridiculous. They are crediting Bobby Witt Jr. with an inside the park home run. Saw that. I didn't watch the video, but oh, it it's off of the right fielder's glove. There is no way that stands. Wow, is it in Kansas City? Yes, that makes sense. People who don't I mean, it literally that. hits his glove and goes to the wall. People think that home scorers don't give the benefit of the doubt every now and again to the home guys are wrong. Guys hit bonuses by having a couple extra hits in the regular season on something that should be an air mm-hmm. from their home team scorer, throwing them a bone. That's as blatant of a, a homer call as I've ever seen. I believe it. I got to go back and watch it later now. I just threw it in our private chat for you. Um, at any rate. I'll pull it up for conversation. Bobby Witt Jr. is fast as hell. There's no I mean, doubt about that. But, I mean, got to call a spade a spade at that point. All right. So, Kansas City Royals against the Seattle Mariners. And Bobby Witt Jr. drives one to right field. Oh, yeah. It literally hits his glove. If you watch it, you know, compression and everything lowers the quality on our video that we can show. But uh, you can argue there was a second air that extended a triple into a home run. Mm hmm. So, yeah, interesting. Wild stuff. See you later, Foster. Thanks for coming in. There is also. Speaking of Foster. Oh, go ahead. 
Speaking of Foster, the three of us will be appearing on the Bears Country podcast on Thursday evening. We're going to be talking pancakes. Yeah, he wants to know if we could do seven instead of eight while we're promoting it. Can we do seven instead of eight? He asked me. I told him. I said I might not be there until 7.30, but you guys can go whenever. Yeah, I'll jump in at seven, and whenever you guys get there, it's cool with me. We'll see what happens. I'll be around. Yeah. Zim, you do your whole – weird mountain time thing too so you get yep. a little luckier there yeah makes it a lot easier to go nine hours when uh when i'm a couple hours earlier yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's why they want to start it early they're not telling you i wouldn't be even a little surprised they don't have to tell me i just know <laughs> <laughs> you gotta ask him about catfish and spaghetti oh yeah uh, that's right i could do that. uh Update in the Walter Franco story just came through. No. What's the update? There has been a complaint filed with the Attorney General of the Dominican Republic. It is by another young woman and not the same one. So things are getting hairy for this guy. Kind of sucks. Yikes. Yikes is right. Tell you, the... The one thing, the one thing that might be, you know, an advantage, I don't want to say a good thing, but but a competitive advantage coming out of this is the Rays are not nearly as good without him. So that is something to keep an eye on. Yes. Agreed. Nothing like nothing like that news to just pull us to a dead halt. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I don't even like like thinking about it because like man, what an epic failure that would be. Talk about throwing it all away. Yeah. Twenty two yep. years old, I think. Yep, twenty two. Super well, elite player. We'll Super see what happens. Player. See what happens. A lot of the whole process gotta play out. Yep. But uh, I don't even know where we were. Zimmy, you were going to say something else, and then, or was that what you were going to break into? Before? No, that's what I was just looking at. I'm just scrolling through Twitter looking for talking points, and we had talked about that earlier, so thought it was worth mentioning. Definitely worth man- mentioning. Um, and But back to looping up the Madden curse stuff, I mean, I love Josh Allen. I, I, hope, he, I hope he does great. He's good for the league when he plays well. Um, he's dating Haley Steinfeld, so congratulations to him for that. And he's been in the news, and some people, you know, people that don't know football are like, "Who's oh, she's dating Josh Allen?" Like, he's kind of becoming more of a uh, household name because of it. So good for him, but uh, hopefully, it doesn't distract him. Like, uh, what the heck was the the, the NASCAR driver that Rogers dated? Danica um, Patrick. Danica Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Before he went completely off the edge. Danica Patrick was after Olivia Munn, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was 22 and two while dating Olivia Munn against the Bears. So when they broke up, I was like, fuck yes. Let's go. Hey, at least we can go and I mean, what if the three of us went into a dark room for a week and didn't see the outside and lived in darkness? I'd freak I mean, we, out. 
we might be focused as hell too coming out. I don't know. I'd freak out. Maybe. Is it weird that know. the only thing I could think of the whole time is like, how do you take a dump in complete darkness? Yeah, they asked him <laughs> that on the Pat McAfee show. He said there's like, it's close to you, like the toilet. Like it's not far from you. Like you don't have to move very far. That's all he's got. I mean, that doesn't, that's still so many questions. That's fair. How do you know when you're done wiping? Ooh, maybe there's a bidet. Okay. Don't underrate the bidet, though. I know. My girlfriend's family has one at their house in Wisconsin. I'm going there Wednesday. I'm going to use it just for fun. I'm not even going to have to go to the bathroom. I'm just going to go use the bidet. It's awesome. I'll be right back. And you have your little tea with your pinky up. Yeah, it's delightful. Oh, it's so delightful. It's delightful. I don't think I've ever heard Vinny use the word delightful before. Yeah, I like that word. I think Aaron Rodgers said on McAfee, too, he came out of the dark room thinking he was retired. And then there were text messages on his phone about what the Packers decided while he was away without confronting him. And that pissed him off and enraged him nice and good. And he went to the Jets. And the rest will be history. I don't know. We'll see. Yep. We went all over the map. You guys want to, got anything pop culture you guys want to talk about? Um, I'm kind of, until Ahsoka starts, I'm in a pop culture like funk. It's been all about, I ordained a wedding this weekend and all my time has been spent practicing. So I haven't, I'm trying to did think. you get, did you get the little, the little black shirt with the white collar? No. No, I didn't. It was just a very easy thing I had to register for, and I got a certificate, and I was able to wear whatever I want while I was dressed in the same thing the groomsmen wear. But um, it was fun. I enjoyed doing it. There you go. I saw I saw some of the pictures. You guys look dashing. Thank you. Thank you. I did get a hold of your cousin Frankie, by the way. Yes, I talked to him about it, and when he said that he responded to you, I was like, thank God. We got Frankie in the barroom league, Zim. Nice. Another person with bad football takes that we could trounce. <laughs> well, the good news just for kidding. all of our listeners is that when, when we do a, agree on a date, the barroom network draft will be live streamed here on StreamYard. So. Oh, good. So I can babble through the whole thing again. Yeah, yeah, you, you do like to do that. We might we might <laughs> duct tape your mouth shut this time. Yeah, I, I think I missed the stream last year. You did. You were at a Sox game. Yeah. Freaking go figure. Well, maybe this year I'll be able to make it. Hopefully, we're gonna we're gonna as soon as your cousin your cousin I can just call him by his name as soon as Frankie joins the league uh we can get a vote going and figure out when we're gonna draft but uh Labor Day weekend's probably a good bet or even Labor Day I don't know we'll see oh yeah uh, I don't think the bar down listeners know Frankie's my cousin all right I've never mind never, it's it's I've, definitely not your cousin oh I don't care if people know I just don't recall ever saying it like ever well there you go he also has great articles on gaming and and all tech, technological stuff, um, I read a couple of his uh, Tears of the Kingdom Zelda articles. Yep, very helpful. Although I I I had to stop with that game because it just destroyed my life for a while. Yeah, I got to jump back on too. 
as summer's winding down, it'll be easier. Yeah, I kind of, as Zim is aware of, I kind of jumped into the emulation space. I got one of those little emulation devices that plays all the old, man, the old games. Got all the Pokemon's, all the old Mario's. I'm a, I'm a big Wario savant, so I love. I think Wario Land Four is the best Game Boy Advance game ever made. And Zim is looking at me like, "What are you talking about? It's Pokemon, dude." But I love the original. I love the original. I, I was, I think, I was a blue. I think I bought blue back in the day. We're all over the map on this damn show today. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Yes. Always. Are. Look, when the socks stuck, it's hard to stay on topic. Yeah. Hundred percent. Read any good books lately, Zen? No, I don't read. I can't. You never learned to read? Oh my god. No. <laughs> Jenna. Vin, did you ever finish reading the Star Wars books? Um, I stopped for a minute, and I'm going to pick it back up because of the fact that um, Ahsoka starting. Okay. So I got one more week in Wisconsin coming up for the rest of the summer, and it is this upcoming week. So I'll have plenty of free time there. There you go, man. Red, blue, and yellow. If that's Just... not your speed, I, I do have that as well. Hell yeah. I played mostly red and gold when I was younger. Those were the two I had. Hell yeah. Gold, I, silver, crystal. Gold, silver, crystal. I started I started on uh, on red on my emulation device. There you go. I got my two copies of Ruby for some reason. Don't know <laughs> why. Leaf green. Emerald Fire is red. currently... I don't have fire red, actually. I have a, a counterfeit fire red if you want it, Sim. Emerald is currently in my uh, GameCube. I have my Golden Sun trilogy. Because Golden Sun is probably my next favorite game after the Pokemon games. Those are Let me fantastic. Ask you, have you played Wario Land 4? Yeah, I tried. I was like seven, though. So. Oh, come on, dude. Yeah, I've got have all it. Pokemon games here. Holy cow. I think one of my buddies stole one, but. I'm telling you, play Wario Land 4. But, uh, you know, I can only raise the flag so long. All they want to do, Zim, is make WarioWare games. They don't want to make proper Wario games anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm over the WarioWare stuff. That's kind of just the direction a lot of it's headed. It's unfortunate with uh, modern gaming that everything is a sequel or a spinoff or or a mini game a mini game or a collection of mini game you know or a, a pay to play or maybe that maybe they're saving it for the new the new switch but i doubt it wow look at that i'll have to grab it out of the other rooms then i have something that you would actually i, I can't my wife's sleeping in there but right i gotta yeah i can hear it Ah, that's great. <laughs> oh, that doesn't just take you back. Literally. I got a Game Boy Micro in the other room, Zim. Oh, man. I never got one. I wanted one so bad. I got an OG. It's, and you know, you now that know, I'm like... Go ahead. Now that I'm like an adult and I can afford that kind of stuff, like I just blow all my money on everything else. Yeah. Like, Those of you who don't know, it's a Game Boy... So yeah, it's a Game Boy Advance that's probably about this big. 
It's pretty sweet, though. Very cool. And what card did you just hold up, Zim? Bijan Robinson. Oh, hell yeah. Player-worn yeah. player patch. Numbered four out of ten. I'm gonna I never open this so fast. Zim, I never opened this when I was in yeah? New York. And it's guaranteed to come with uh, what is it? It's guaranteed to have a patch, something with a patch. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the problem with those commemorative patch card. It could be a legitimate patch, right? Or it could be like this little rubber stamp thing that they like to stick in there and say that it's a patch, and you're like, "What the hell is this?" And then. That's cool. That That's cool. one to keep sealed for sure. Yeah, this is staying sealed. This is actually a gift for my daughter's first birthday, and this will be staying sealed. Yes, absolutely. That's a good those those complete sets like that are really good for like just time stamping. And then like, you know, in 30 years, you like you rip it open and you go, oh, my God, remember this guy and that guy? Oh, yeah, he had a pretty good career. I totally forgot he existed. You know, I should probably I should pop this one. Hey, man, that's all on you. Are these things supposed to stay sealed, Zim? I don't know how this works. Some people keep them sealed. Some people open them. It's it's all up to the purchaser. Um, at the end of the day, over time, the value will be determined by the players that are in the set. Right. So right. that's that's top series one from this year. Yes. So you'll have Julio Rodriguez cards in there. You'll have Bobby Witt Jr. cards in there. You'll have um, Wander Franco cards in there. Um, <laughs> Great. But that's that's what all drives the value. You know, like if I were to go out and try to buy 2021 football cards, they're all super expensive because Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence are in there. Whereas if I go try and buy 2020, it's a little bit cheaper because – there weren't really any great quarterbacks out of that year aside from yeah. Joe Burrow, I think. Right. Yeah. So do you, when you open all your cards Zim, do you put them in like little protective sleeves, all of them? Yeah. I actually have a little station here next to my desk or in my desk. Rather my second row here is full of top loaders, right? So I've got these little nice. top loaders. And in addition to the top loaders, they go in sleeves. So I've got sleeves here too. Right. And every single card, uh, if it's able to be put in one, goes in a sleeve and a top holder. Right. So I don't just keep my cards out in the open because that's how they get damaged. That's how they get hurt. That's how they lose value. But like I have this nifty little Liam Hendricks, two out of three. Nice. With an autograph and a game worn patch on it. It's batting practice game worn, but. Still. And then we take our little sleeve and we slip it in the sleeve. And we take our little top loader and we slide it in the top loader. All right. That's I gotta it. get those from I gotta get those from you. Wherever you got them from, I gotta order some. Um oh you just get them at Target, man. Oh, there you go. All right. You can't get the super thick guys, like you can see how thick that is compared to a normal card. That's like a millimeter thick. 
you got to go to like a specialty store for that. But like, I don't know how many people are really trying to curl, uh, protect their Carson Strong cards. So, hey, you. <laughs> but I got this when I was in New York from the MLB store. I have seven packs and then one exclusive commemorative patch card. So, yeah. for how much do you think this was for seven packs? Is that a good price or a bad price? But I'll let you tell guess. I'm guessing probably 35 bucks. Not far off. It was 30. Okay. Good price. But I had to bring those out because I've been toying with ripping this one. I think I'm going to rip this box. And obviously the other big box is staying sealed. Very cool. Ben, you got any baseball cards to show us? Not near me. We're all packed up. But I do have a lot of baseball cards. Do you have... No, I was just trying to make a stupid joke. I don't have any. Really? The (laughs) only things that are out right now are these Star Wars signs. Nice, dude. got that one. And then I believe that one is technically Joey's. And then this one is mine, the blue one. And then we each have one... Or no, I think we technically are supposed to share this one. The lightsaber. They're like big, they're like signs. Like you hang them up. But outside of that, everything else is packed and put away. Because we're moving. Hear you, hear you. Yes, sir. But uh, when we wrap up the show, before we do... Impressive performance from Justin Fields and DJ Moore this weekend. Vinny, what were your takeaways from the Bears' preseason first game? People like to rip on it because he went three for three and not seven for 14 or uh, seven for 14 wouldn't even be all that good. Um, Instead of 10 for 16, you know, there wasn't a lot of volume in terms of his number of passes thrown. But that's because he threw it to his two playmakers that were able to get yards after the catch for a touchdown. There would have been more plays if those guys weren't as explosive. I'm confident that those plays would have gone well for the Bears if those plays weren't as explosive as they became. It's a good thing that Justin Fields has guys where he could get two touchdowns and two throws against. He threw the ball three times and two of them led to the team you cheer for getting six points. It is so dumb to get mad for yards after the catch because it's better than the alternative. No yards after the catch. If Justin Fields wants to be the first quarterback in Bears history to have 4,000 yards, he's going to need some yards after the catch. I'm just telling you, especially since he barely has over 4,000 yards in his entire career so far, I guess you should just probably, if you're a Bears fan, take what you get and watch Justin Fields continue to grow. He didn't He didn't go three for seven. He went three for three. He made three passes. It was a good game. They took him out. The, uh, the water levels out. He would have threw more pla- passes. Not every drive would have lasted six plays or less, you know, if he would have stayed in the game like it was a real NFL regular season game. Um, I'm choosing to be happy. I think I was happy with how the Bears yeah. played on Sunday, at least while the start on Saturday, I mean, while the starters were in. I echo that as well. I enjoyed it, and I'm just optimistic. And and Zim, I, I got to get your thoughts on this because this logo on my hat has been in the news. 
Uh, it is now the Bears' primary logo, and the C is now the secondary. So in your mind, what does that mean? Yeah, nothing. Who cares? Uh, that's kind of how it's been anyway. I mean, it's not really been how it's been, but it's kind of how it's been. All it is is a marketing ploy just to get people talking about Bears merchandising again. It's not going to change anything. It's still going to be the C at the middle of the field. They're still going to have the C on their helmets. Will it? Yes. It, I, was, I, it was on Saturday. Yep. Yes, but they just announced this. There has to be a bigger meaning behind it. I think there's oh. more to it. I do. I think this will be on the 50-yard line for sure at some point this season. Perhaps Maybe once or twice. Perhaps as soon as opening day. And two, I could see this if Justin Fields takes a step forward this year, this being on the helmet, and they could be doing one of those kind of rush and what is it? The rush they could the rush, rush uniforms, the color rush. And I think that would be really cool. But they I already, love this I like this better than the C anyway, for what it's worth. They already made an orange helmet last year. So clearly the Bears aren't sticking to their mentality of only using the same helmet anymore, which was kind of the thing for the long time. It was either the one with the white C or the orange C, and then they wouldn't experiment with anything else where pretty much every other team in the league does. They started using the all blue one, which I love when the original NFL teams have a Sunday where their logo is just their colors. I, I love that. Like when the Bears play the Packers and the Packers are yellow and the Bears are orange. Like – or blue, or whatever it is, green for Green Bay, whatever. I like that every now and again, but I think we live in a time where every league, and it's even coming to old man NHL, where teams are starting to experiment with third jerseys and stuff. Like the Devils were, the Devils and Red Wings were the only two teams in the NHL to never have an alternate jersey until two years ago when the Devils got one, and we're waiting for old man Detroit to come on and do it. But every other team seems to be embracing it, and uh, it wouldn't shock me if the NFL kind of starts forcing teams to, you know, experiment a little bit. I am not sure it'll mean anything in the immediate future, but I mean, if you're an owner of a team and you are looking for ways to make money, releasing more merchandise that looks different is a way to make more money. And that's just it. I think that they saw what happened a couple of years ago when they did the NFL 100 and they changed the logos on all kinds of stuff and merchandise just boomed. Right. Yeah. And they were like, well, why are we selling the same stuff year after year? Then let's change it up. Let's get that logo out there again. Like we did in the mid nineties, right? Merchandise boomed yeah. in the nineties when they started putting that bear head in the middle of everything. And they're trying to do it again because frankly, nobody wants to wear just a big C. You know how often people see that big C and they go, Oh, Cleveland, Cincinnati. I'm like, no, it's Chicago, but that's fine. You're probably from Denver. I get it. Yeah, for and sure. it's and just, yeah, uh, I think Vinny is onto something with the uniforms, though. The thing is, the, bear, the Bears are a classic team, right? They need to keep the uniform at least close to what it is. As cool as all of these, like, City Connect uniform designs are that the NFL has brought up, I just think it's silly. Um. I think that the NBA has way too many uniforms. I think it's ridiculous that I'm, I, I turn on an NBA game and I have no idea who the hell is playing because the uniforms are different every day. And I know I kind of sound like old man yelling at a cloud right now, but like, holy cow, 
team colors are team colors for a reason. As sweet as the Miami Vice uniforms are for the Heat, the fact that they are neon pink and teal, what does that have to do with the Heat whatsoever? Yeah, no, I hear you. They're they're, they're loud. I think they're awesome uniforms for what it's worth. But like the Boston Red Sox City Connect uniforms with the blue and yellow, every time I see them wearing those, I'm like, who is that? Oh, it's Boston. Apparently it's something to do with the Boston Marathon is why the colors. It's the city flag colors. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand why they did it. It doesn't make it a good uniform. It doesn't doesn't make them less ugly. Yeah. (laughs) They've only, they've played in them like 30 times and only lost three though. They'll never yeah, because they keep them. playing teams like the White Sox while they wear them. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure that's the team they first ever wore it against. It is. Yeah. It is. And I don't remember who they played this week, but it was somebody else terrible. It was like Toronto or something like that. I was like, yeah, of course you're going to win. Hell yeah. <laughs> Toronto's not tor- not horrible. Yeah, but they're worse than Boston. Are they? I don't think so. Yeah. I, a, a case could be made, but... Anyway, uh, all all interesting conversation about the jerseys. I just had to bring up the Bears thing. Uh, and while we're talking NFL, we did have some breaking news come through here uh, a little while ago. Former NFL back Alex Collins played for the Ravens and the Seahawks, uh, dead at 28 years old. Uh, unfortunately, it sounds like some sort of motorcycle crash. And uh, just I remember Alex Collins very well. He had some some fun times in the league and I actually own him in fantasy a couple times. So very sad to hear that, especially so young and tragic. So um, thoughts go out to the Collins family. That's just absolutely horrible. Yeah, that's brutal. I went to an Arkansas Razorbacks game a little while back and I believe Collins was on the team. Yep. So uh, three consecutive thousand yard seasons for the Razorbacks. Yeah. So just an unreal player in college made it to the NFL and was good on two pretty good teams, so he will be missed. R.I.P. He will be missed for sure. Felt like I had to bring it up, especially being that we were on air as it happened. Well, as it was announced. But on that note, gents, we've run the gamut on. We talked a, a smidgen of White Sox baseball. We talked for a while about the AFC East. We talked to Aaron Rodgers. Steven Zim Zimmerman uh, spoke his disdain and hate for Aaron Rodgers into existence. Aaron Rodgers sucks. He puts it in the bottle, and we call it Malort. Um, yeah, we all know how good Malort tastes, but it's about how you feel after you drink it. It's not about how it tastes. As a matter of fact, Zim's fantasy name last year was fueled by Malort. I don't know if he's going to keep it or not, but we'll see. I've got a, I've got a few ideas for names. But more to come obviously we'll stay we'll keep everyone updated when that barroom network draft will be because that will be broadcast right here on youtube uh twitter face x whatever it's called facebook yada 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 you can find us anywhere lots of great network programming coming up this week here on the barroom network of course you got dan and aldo bear their souls a couple other interesting programs that might be popping up. I believe we're going to have a some somebody big just died with Mike North, who has a new co-host on that show, by the way, guys. Oh, does he? Yeah. Who is it? Is it you? It's me. Hell yeah, cool. That's it. I'm unsubscribing. 
<laughs> so yeah, Mike and I'll Mike and I'll be doing a new somebody big just died. It's awesome. Congrats, Joe. Hell yeah, cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to working with Mike. So, that'll be coming up this week. Of course, we have you're doing a bar down still, right, Ben? Yes, sir. Bar down talking hockey. Hockey season quickly approaching, Vin. It feels like it just ended, but it's also quickly coming back upon us. This when preseason hockey starts, what, uh, September? Yeah, mid-September. Uh, we got like three more weeks of dead puck, meaning nothing. But it's coming. It's sneaking up on us. So you guys got plenty to talk about there. Getting ready for the season. If you want to talk hockey talk, the, hockey talk. I sound like I'm in, in Texas. If you want to talk hockey, Vinny and Frankie know what's going on there. And then, of course, you have Crosstown Crosstalk. We haven't decided what time it's going to be, but it's going to happen probably on Thursday still, I would imagine. Right, Vin? Yes, it is going to happen on Thursday. Um, we'll go over what time, but I am looking forward to doing this week's show. I got a lot to say about things that are not Cubs or Sox related, but it also is post-Crosstown Classic, so we'll see what we got cooking. But Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Do you smell what the rock is, is cooking? Now I'm hungry. Thanks. Uh, Me too. As soon as we're done, I'm going to sing happy birthday to Katie with my family. Is it her real birthday today? No, her birthday. Her real birthday was last Monday when I was okay. gone. But we haven't seen my parents. So they're waiting on the South Burbs hitman to eat some cake. So let's get those shot. No, I'm totally kidding. <sighs> I'm not kidding. We're gonna. I, have I told Vinny the show was gonna be ten minutes today, and we're at an hour and a half. So <laughs> I I lied big time. So Hell I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, a good AFC East conversation does not missed by me. Yeah, we we ran the gamut. Like I said, we had a lot of fun tonight. Lots of great programming coming up on the Barroom Network. Mash that subscribe button, or you know, follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Tons of great stuff coming your way. Fantasy football going to be coming your way here shortly as well. Football season is nearly upon us. Of course, Bears coverage as well. Nowhere better for Bears. Oh, yeah, Gabriel talking football. I believe that's coming up on Wednesday as well. So lots of great stuff coming here on the Barroom Network. Smash that subscribe button. Like us. Give us kisses. You know, whatever. As long as I'm not 14, it's fine. Uh, Yeah, I made that joke. Why not? I can say it. As long as long as Vinny didn't say that joke, I can say that joke. Um. And I'm canceled. Sorry. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's kind of canceled a little bit. But um, <laughs> no, it's it's all good. Um, but nonetheless, it's been a fun show. Before we get out of here, let's get to some shout outs. Vinny, we'll lead things off with you because I know you're about to go have some cake and you're going to eat it too. Yes. Shout out to Katie. I hope you had the most wonderful birthday ever. We're not done celebrating. Um, we're, st- we still have to, s- well, we have celebrated with my parents. We're going to finish it in five minutes and then her parents were in Wisconsin. So we will be hanging out with them next week too. So I'm um, some more cake. all that. Yep. And then shout out my good friends, Mr. And Mrs. Jarrett and Lauren Harmon. It was my honor to officiate your wedding and I had a blast doing it. I, it's funny. I was so nervous. And then I wasn't as I was walking up to the altar. And it's not really an altar. It was more like a gazebo. It wasn't a religious wedding. And um, once I got on the state, like on this little um, stage, I was like, I want to do this all day. I don't want this to end. It was fun. So I, it was a good time. Those are my shout outs this week. I love it, Ben. Great stuff. 
And I, uh, I can see, I could, I wish you had the black shirt with the collar though. I, it would have been awesome. Yeah. That would have been cool. Maybe next time. Like Reverend Lovejoy, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, who's that? Well, I only know who it is because the devils had a player named Ben Lovejoy and his nickname was Reverend Lovejoy. And I thought that was awesome. The Reverend. I like that. Yeah. Of course, though, you don't know he's the, he's the preacher from the Simpsons. So yeah, he embraced his last name for sure. Being the, simpsons character and he was like he went by rev lovejoy as a hockey player it was pretty cool love that man good stuff as always Vin. mr zim zimmerman what do you got for shout outs oh where do i start shout outs to aaron Rodgers. no shout outs to my guys on my softball team we are starting playoffs next week we enter as the one seed again uh we we've made the championship Every time that I've, every season that I've played with them. Uh, so we are looking to continue that, you know, not to brag or anything. I love how that sounds. He's like, every season I've played, we made it to the championship. Hey, they won plenty before I showed up too. I just happened to get invited to join a really good team. Dude, anytime you have a chance for a humble brag, you got to take it. You know, you, you really do, but... Just, uh, yeah, big shout out to those guys. I'm looking forward to the next few weeks. Uh, shout out to the family because we are going to a Diamondbacks game tomorrow. I had nice. the opportunity this week to either go see the Diamondbacks or the White Sox, and I made my decision. You so, did well. I tell you, it, it, it kind of stinks because Saturday uh, at the White Sox game, I, I think I mentioned this before, but it's Todd Helton jersey giveaway night. So everybody who shows up will be getting a free Todd Helton, you know, replica Jersey. And after the game, they're doing a drone show. So that's actually kind of cool, but it is what it is. Can't you just stand uh, on your roof and see it then? I mean, possibly actually Uh big shout out to all of the students and parents out there. Back to school is happening this week for a lot of us next week as well. Yep. Stay strong, power through the first one's the worst one. It only gets better. Um, let's see. What else did I have? Oh, shout out to, you know, bears country for you know, inviting us on. We're all going to be on there. As we mentioned before, uh, this Thursday talking some, hopefully not white socks, um, and whatever else, just like we did God, tonight. I hope not. You know, uh, they had a really great guest on there. Uh, recently swift sports who does some really killer, uh, bears tape breakdown on YouTube. Um, it's not always easy to find people who like actually know what they're talking about when they're breaking down tape. I have seen plenty of guys who, you know, Oh, look, this receiver's wide open. It's like, yeah, it's of course he's wide open. The ball's five yards downfield in the opposite direction. You know, Swifty knows what he's talking about. He does a really good job. Um, it was, it was interesting to hear what he had to say about the first preseason game. And I thought it was cool of bears country to bring him on. Talk about that. Absolutely. Those guys know to have they know how to have fun over there for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, man. Other than that, I'm just I'm so stoked it's football season. Shout out to the rest of the barroom network for all the awesome Bears coverage we're gonna have this year. Um, I know the network is not the same as it's been in years past, but I mean, I think at this point we've shown that it's it's for the better because there's so much great content coming down the pipes all the time all the time there is especially during football season because that is the backbone of what this whole network was founded on there's bears coverage almost every single day of the week so there's there's no excuse not to be listening 
Like we said, mash that subscribe button. Tons of great content coming your way, especially for Bears fans. And if you want to listen to us talk about not White Sox stuff on a White Sox show, tune into this one. It's called South Burb Sitman. You probably didn't get this far. But if you did, congratulations. Um, <laughs> nothing like me to bring it full circle, guys. But I'm going to do my shout-outs real quick here. First and foremost, I'm going to lead off with a shout-out to the barkeeper, Aldo Gandia, uh, recovering um, from surgery a couple weeks ago, a week and a half ago, something like that. Uh, he's in good spirits. He's doing well. I spoke to him today. I, I've been doing some video calls with him the last couple of days. He's doing great. He looks great. He had another appointment today, and apparently he's doing well. So uh, shout-out to Aldo for, first off, we love you. And you give us this amazing platform to do the show every week and multiple shows on this network. And secondly, most of all, we just praying for your health and, and that everything's all good with you. And, and you get to, I saw I get to spend some time with his grandson for his first birthday, which is absolutely f- probably one of the most fun things you can do as a grandfather. So although we love you, man, thank you for everything you do. And, and we hope you and the family are doing well. Uh, secondly, before I get to my family, I want to give a shout out to the people of, of Maui, Hawaii, um, ravaged by wildfires and hurricanes, uh, specifically Lahaina. My wife and I went there for our honeymoon in Maui. Everywhere we stayed, everywhere we went is now burned to the ground. So I'm just sending prayers and love to everyone out there in Maui, uh, hoping that you know they can get the help they need to recover. But man, that's, that's scary stuff and it's tragic because there's so many beautiful places and so many beautiful memories in my life with my wife and our honeymoon that are now burned to the ground in ashes. But uh, they will rise from the ashes, I, I'm assured. I just, uh, if you haven't been there, once they get rebuilt, not during all this stuff, wait. But uh, it's one of the most beautiful places on the planet. And I'm, I'm happy my wife and I got to see it before this tragedy struck. Uh, diving into my family, of course, a shout out to my beautiful wife, Catherine. I love you very much. You're you're the rock of my life. You're my everything. Our daughter, Audrey, she's a year and a half going on five. She's just amazing, hilarious, running around, dancing, singing. Being a girl dad is awesome. So I love it. To the I love it so much. And last but not least, my great Dane Maverick. He's a nuthead. He lives the life of a king. I call him the Big Chungus, which is what my, my one of my fantasy team names. Might stick it this year, might not. But I got one of my teams. I don't know if it's the bar. I think it's the Goon League. I'm Audrey's Audible for my daughter, so I'm going to go with that for the, one of my teams, and then uh, I'll figure out the rest. But anyway, that's my long-winded shout-out. We're going to have another fun show next week. We'll see what happens this week. You know, Maybe we'll get a guest. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll... Uh, pick our nose for two hours next week who knows then he's like all right joe wrap up the damn show i gotta go <laughs> eat some cake so mm-hmm. on that note for the south burb sit men i'm joe mandel the guy in the black death star steven zim zimmerman and the man with the white backwards hat headset and star wars poster and new york new jersey devil shirt is Vinny parisi we will see you guys next week and no matter what after all the craziness After all the stinkiness, we still have one team that's always in our hearts and our souls. We root for them no matter what, even though we know deep down that they really stink. As always, let's go White Sox. We will see you guys next week for whatever kind of crazy show we put together. So see you guys then. We love you.